Hello, and welcome to the Inland Sessions podcast. This is our opportunity to share conversations with regional artists about themselves, their passions, and their work. I am your host, Zana Morrow. Thank you for joining us. Have you come to be reckless with my heart again? I'm still paying for these sins from the poison on your skin and this mess that we're still in. We have Kristen Marlowe here in studio. Kristen, would you tell me a little bit about how you decided to pick up the guitar in the first place? And not only that, but did you start songwriting first or uh, playing an instrument? So... I definitely was singing first uh, as a as a a wee kid. Um, I don't remember how old I was when I first like started to sing, but it was very young. Um, we had a piano and a guitar in the house as a kid, but the guitar was just like not something I cared about. I I was drawn more towards towards the piano, uh, so I kind of uh, dabbled at that. We never took lessons. I grew up kind of poor, so. Um, I just learned how to play it by ear and like mostly I just was writing songs without instruments um, for a long time but learned how to play the piano enough to like write some songs on it and then somewhere in high school I think like my junior year I wanted to play the bass guitar and I was like I need to play the bass actually in seventh grade I played the clarinet for like two months and then realized that I didn't want to play an instrument that I couldn't sing with so that was like a (laughs) short-lived a short-lived moment in my life a good thing uh, to learn, though. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so then I got a bass guitar, and then I started playing it, and then it was really hard to, like, write songs on the bass guitar, <laughs> understandably. Uh, so that was a pretty short-lived period of time also. And then um, I picked up the acoustic guitar, and I had no idea how to play it, and I was like, cool, I'll figure it out, and I'm still doing that. So that was, like, when I was... 17 and I'm 36 so whatever that math is you've been doing it (laughs) I've been doing it since then (laughs) not well but I do it I don't know I don't know what I'm doing but I'm doing it so it felt like a natural process to uh songwrite and make music for you your whole life yeah I don't think I don't think there's anything else that I was meant to do (laughs) to do than this I mean I've done many things in my life uh but none of them have ever felt like songwriting and performing for people specifically performing for people um but yeah that's I feel like that's what I'm supposed to do so I keep doing it (laughs) well that comes to an interesting question you know whether your family um kind of has resources or not there's a theme that doesn't seem attached to to money in a straightforward way but in a backwards way which is did you have support from your family to be an artist and to like really run with it and commit yourself to it or was there pushback in the family about arts and music there is definitely pushback I think I think I don't think my mom minded like that I was interested in it when it was when I was in school um I mean I was in choir and I loved being in choir and I liked theater and she was like cool be in theater um but when I was like getting serious towards like the end of high school about doing something with my life, I just wanted to do something. And like at the time when I was in high school, I was really into like musical theater. And so I was like, this is what I want to do. 
Um, and there's actually like <laughs> kind of a sad story how I uh, applied. My choir teacher encouraged me to apply for Juilliard and I did. I got accepted but then couldn't afford to go and didn't know about scholarships. And uh, so I was just like, guess that's not happening, <laughs> which is such a weird to think about what my life could have been like had I gone on to like try for that. Um, but that was fine, yeah. Um, my, but no, my parents, I think, didn't, my dad especially, um, was just not like super supportive of music. He just didn't think that was like a really good career choice, um, that it would be really hard to be successful at it. And while I think he like wanted me to dream and would like encourage that sometimes, I think realistically he was always like, that's not, this isn't real life. You like, you need to, you need to pick something that's like sustainable. Um, and I just never really gave up on it. And while I think, cause I joined the military thinking that that was like something that I needed to do, um, which honestly just opened like a lot of doors for me to play music weirdly. Um, but it, yeah, like it's always just been like kind of this journey I've just taken on my own without much support. Um, I believe in it. <laughs> and there's like a handful of people in my life that like have been supportive, uh, from the beginning, but it's, it's certainly not been easy so <laughs> yeah what were the feelings that you had growing up kind of dealing with that dichotomy of kind of having that push pull where you have a, an inner pull of what you want to do and what you feel is going to be the right thing for you right. and is going to sustain you emotionally and mentally and through your life but getting all of this advice about being more grounded how did that help you make your decisions? Is that part of the military decision? Yeah, I mean, the military was kind of weird in the way that, like I said, we had grew we grew up uh, in a very small town in New Mexico. Uh, we did not have a lot of money. And my brother had joined the military to get um, college money, which is a great thing to do. And uh, it moved him, like, out of state. And so I just I – just, I, I didn't feel like I was, I always dreamed bigger than where I was at in New Mexico. And so I really, I think the reason that I ultimately chose the military was that I just believed that like if I could get out of, of that place, that I could have more options in life. And so the military seemed like a really easy way to be able to kind of be free of New Mexico without like the stress of how do I do it on my own? Because mm -hmm. they help you do that <laughs> and it seems like a small price to pay you know it's mm -hmm. only a, a handful of years so it's worth it <laughs> you got to travel a lot I did yeah super a lot um there's you know it's good and bad like I deployed a lot in the time that I was in when I was young and but that was mm -hmm. that was also uh that was also really cool um I mean when I was first writing songs I was deployed and I was in Qatar and there was a one coffee shop on base it was called the green bean cafe and uh once people like knew that I could play, they were like, "Do you should play?" And I was like, "This isn't a real. It's not like a real place, uh, you know." And it was always like crowded because there's nothing to do when you're deployed. There's like three places to go. There's like a bingo tent and this coffee shop and um, like the little BX they have. Uh, but I I would I would go when I felt like it. And I would sit down and I'd play songs. And there was like two other people who had guitars and they would play with me. And that just became like a thing that we would do and so I don't know I you know I don't know what your family background is yeah but where 
not only do you, you know, like you have the aspirations and you apply to Juilliard and you're accepted on the first try, which is not the most common thing in the world. It was a long time ago, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, all you see is the tuition and not only do you not have the information, but uh, it doesn't sound like maybe your support system had the information. No. So because they didn't have that, those resources in their life, they couldn't give those resources, not just money, but the knowledge of how the system works and how to use the system for your benefit. Yeah. So that's that's interesting. Yeah. Class, man. <laughs> Class. Yeah. Uh, you recorded with us last night in the studio. What was that experience? That, Did you like it? I loved that experience. Um, I was just tell- telling my husband about it this morning, uh, just how surreal it is. It's so cool. Sometimes... Sometimes in this path of being a musician, it, you don't feel like a musician. Sometimes you're stuck in a corner playing and no one cares, and those those nights are hard. And then there are nights like yesterday where everyone in the room is catering to you, and there's a door that says talent, and everybody's willing to get you water and, and tea and coffee, and, and they just want to make you happy. And that's so special and strange, and it's so cool to, to have – to have like felt like you like worked really hard and not that I like deserve people to to treat me well or listen to me but it's it was really fun it's cool to like feel like you're doing the thing you want to be doing yeah I'm stopped at the start and I'm falling apart Something better, but I'll be waiting forever, and I can't move my feet. Oh no, I don't feel complete. I keep waiting on something better. I'll be waiting forever, so I sing, said, Oh my my. How I've wasted all my time Oh my, my How I've wasted I just keep wasting And when I look up at the sky And watch as my life passes by Wasted and time 
is on my mind I seem to fall behind Feels like I never tried But time keeps wasting So don't mind my How I've wasted all of my time Oh my, my, how I've wasted I just keep wasting Time just keeps wasting. Oh, 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 well, time just keeps wasting. Oh, 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 well, time just keeps wasting. Oh, oh, I said, oh, well, time just keeps wasting. So I sing, oh, my, my, how I've let. Life passed me by. Oh my, my. Feels like I'm wasting. Am I wasting? Ooh, it always, you know, <laughs> it's anticlimactic in a small room where you don't get the hoots and hollers <laughs> of a of a raucous on base coffee shop in Qatar. Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> but I hope you can feel my appreciation. I do. Thank you so much. So can I ask about the business of trying to be an artist and learning how to do all these background jobs to make sure that you can make music your career, despite, as your dad wanted to tell you, that it's hard? Yeah. I mean, he's not wrong. It is hard. Um, I think it, I mean, I just think it's, for me, I succeed at performing. So and not everybody likes to do that, and that's okay. Um, that works really well for me. So I can be really successful um, in, in playing live shows. Um, I think that it's been a challenge for me mostly to keep up with the changes of social media and to, for me to feel successful. I mean, I just, I just want to be able to play music and have people listen to it and I feel like I'm getting the privilege of doing that and um, I get to take care of my family and and I, that feels great. I hear you've got a new album coming out soon. I do have speaking a new, of I do have a new album coming out. It's very exciting. Um, I recorded an album for the first time uh, since 2012 so it's been a decade exactly. Uh, but I actually recorded it in 2020, and I had intentions of release, releasing it that year. Um, as you all know, 2020 was a dumpster fire, and so I've kind of just sat on it, uh, which was actually for the best. I've, I've put a lot of pieces together to, to make it even um, better than what it was originally going to be. Um, and I'm just, I'm pumped. I'm so excited to get out music that has been in my heart for a while and share it with people. And it's, it's going to be cool. I'm going to release it on October 28th. If, if you're anywhere near Tacoma on that date, uh, I have a show at the Spanish Ballroom. Um, it's going to be very cool. My friend, uh, other musician friend, Gina Bellavo, and myself, uh, she also is releasing an album that um, I think her last recorded album was in 2010. So this is her 12, 12, 12 years in the making album. Um, so we're pumped to just release them on the same day. So it'll be everywhere online that day. Uh, and if you want to come to the CD release, it's also on October 28th in Tacoma. So, yeah. 
where would they find it to buy that album if they can't get to Tacoma and buy it from you in person on that day? I think it'll be everywhere that music is distributed online. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm sure you can purchase it on Amazon or Spotify or Apple Music or, well, you can't purchase on Spotify, but it'll it'll be everywhere. But you do have a website that can direct people around. One can hope that I can keep my website updated enough. Yes, kristenmarlow.com. Hopefully, I can. I mean, I'm sure that I will get it together by October 28th to tell you where to go buy this album. Would you be able to play us a song from that new album that's going to be released in October? Yes. Yeah, I can. I had to think about it for a second what song I was going to do. <laughs> so this song's called Not Coming Back.
listening to Kristen Marlowe and we're having a little bit of a time with her. She was just recorded in the KSPS studios in Spokane, Washington for Inland Sessions. We are scheduled to air I believe October 3rd, 2022. So they told Uh, us, yeah. And that's going to be the uh, season opener for season three for Inland Sessions. Here's the thing that not everyone thinks about the artists that they really like listening to, whether they're small or big, that they're often available for booking. Is that something that you do? Yes, yes. I am I am always open uh, to play anything. I've played many things. The more random of the thing that you book me for, the, the greater it is to me. <laughs> uh, but yes, I'm available for all kinds of bookings, whatever it is, if it's a birthday party or an anniversary or just a, a Saturday night at your house. Maybe you just want a Tuesday night, chill with friends in your backyard. I'm down. You can find me. I'll oh. be there. And they can do that through your website. And sure can. Learn how to get a hold of you. That's correct. The best place to see my schedule is on my website, so kristinmarlow.com. That'll tell you I try to give you the whole month um, of where I'm going to be if you like live performances. I try to post on Facebook and Instagram, which both are Kristen Marlowe Music. And you can also see her on Inland Sessions on KSPS PBS all across the Inland Northwest. That'll be wonderful. You can see that over the air. That's going to be broadcasting October 3rd. Monday should be 7.30 p.m. But it'll also be streaming on ksps.org, pbs.org, and then um, Inland Sessions can reach a world audience on youtube.com. So you can find out more. You can find KSPS TV at YouTube. You can see our channel right there. And you can just kind of zero in on Inland Sessions. Kristen Marlowe is starting out season three of Inland Sessions this year. So thanks for being our inductee and uh, getting us off to a great start. I have a couple more questions for you. How about this? Do you record your memories in your songs? Does that make sense to you? Yes, um, very much so. The answer to that question is yes. Um, But specifically, like, the more traumatic the memory, honestly, um... Or like how, that's not necessarily true. It's not always the traumatic ones. Uh, sometimes it's just like a really a beautiful moment. Uh, there's a song I wrote uh, off of my first album. Well, it's actually my third album, but the first, whatever. There's a song I wrote off of I Think You're Swell, my album. Uh, and it's called A Bicycle Made for Two. And I wrote it about a really delightful day I had on Block Island, which is an island off of Rhode Island. We rented a tandem bike and just rode around this little island and looked at the lighthouses for the day. And I was just like, this is such a cool memory that I wanted to capture that. Uh, and so that song is is about, is literally that day. It's just a piece of time captured now by song, which is cool. So yes, very much. I think that uh, my memories are in are in each each tune. Do you go through those memories when you replay the songs, or have you played at least the older ones enough that you go into a different headspace, maybe a memory of the memory rather than the memory itself? Um, yeah, I mean, I hear, I hear what you're asking. Um, sometimes, I mean, I think 
specifically with that song, I, that paints the picture of that day every time I play it. Uh, if no matter how many times I play it, that's it takes me back to to that exact moment. Um, it's so funny because that song opens up with sunscreen all over the place. <laughs> that's like the first <laughs> line of that song. Uh, and that it's just like we immediately got off the ferry and it was so hot. And I was like, I have I'm going to burn. I have <laughs> to put this sunscreen on. So it literally is just this really like step by step. This is how the day went um, kind of tune. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think there are songs that I've written that when I play them now, I like I'm like, wow, did I know that this was going to affect me today? Mm-hmm. You know, and so you kind of get this like. I don't know, this like songception where it's like a, it's something within something within something. It's really weird. Um, songwriting is cool like that, though. If you if you write in a way that isn't so specific to such a, th- a certain thing, it, it really is adaptable to other people and even to yourself, just like where where you are in different points in your life. You're like, what? That's so relatable right now. So, yeah. Reverberations. Yeah. It's weird. Songs are cool. <laughs> is it possible you would say goodbye with Bicycle for Two? I can. It's been a minute since I played that song. But yes, you know, I can do it. You know, it's the end of summer right now. Let's let's say goodbye to it. Let's say goodbye to it. All right, so I'm going to paint paint a nice little picture for you guys. Imagine you are out on a nice sunny day with someone special to you riding special bicycle made for two with a nice breeze from the ocean here you go sunscreen all over Jacket on my shoulders, smile upon my face. We can't seem to find our balance at first, and it seems like a
were back on the ground Life is what you make it Thank you so much. Uh, it's been a minute on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and where are you going next? Uh, I'm back in the Tacoma, Seattle area. And then actually I'm taking a little vacation, which I haven't done in a long time. And ironically, I'm going to Rhode Island, which I was just talking about. <laughs> uh, it'll be my first like trip with our baby. Um, so I'm excited to get out of town for a little while. You know, that segues into uh, another realm. And how has being a mother changed the experience of devoting that time to music and the conversation in your private life? That is the push-pull between <laughs> creativity and, and living the whole rest of your life. Yeah. I mean, being a mom is so cool, firstly. I had no idea it was going to be as enjoyable as it is. I mean, also, I just, like, my son is rad. I feel like gets a kid that's, like, just, like, genuinely, like, so cool. So that makes it a lot easier because he's, he's just, he's really enjoyable to be around. He's not, he's not, like, a, a super challenging kid, which is nice. But I, it's, I think the hardest part about it is just finding the time to still songwrite. I haven't written anything I want to write. Um, I've sat down to write with like these little fleeting moments of time. Um, and there are a lot of songs in there. Every time I sit down and come up with, you know, the first three lines of a new song or a chorus to a new song, and then I just let it sit and I record it on these little voice memos on my phone. And then I have to like go do something else, you know, go change a diaper or he wakes up from a nap or I remember that I have to do something outside or, you know, take care of the dog or uh, life. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot. But it's been, I mean, it's been really cool I know that this is this experience in life of having him is it there are there are many songs in there for for this time of my life that will come out I keep I keep saying to my husband like now is just not the time because I love spending time with him and I don't want to take time away from that during the day and I play a lot of shows at night when it's time for me to set aside the time to write again I will do it and they they're, they are in there. The songs will be ready. So That's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much for spending this time with us. Kind of, That's a big commitment no, coming over. Great. Thank you for having me. Uh, you're making waves wherever you go. So thank you so much. Thank you. Again, this has been with Kristen Marlowe. You can find her online on your website. What is the name of your website? It's kristenmarlowe.com. That should be easy <laughs> enough to remember. I feel like it should. Yeah, you can also find her online on different social media if you want to follow her, if you want to book her, if you want to do anything like that. And again, you can see her on Inland Sessions on KSPS PBS. Kristen Marlowe, thank you for spending your time with us. Thank you for having me. You have been listening to a KSPS PBS production recorded in Spokane, Washington. For more information about Inland Sessions, to watch back episodes, or if you'd like to learn how you can personally support arts, education, civic health, and building community through locally produced public media, please visit ksps.org. Thank you.